Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are heading to Nashville, Tennessee to speak with Seth Rainford. Hey, Seth, how are you? Hey, very good. Uh, excited to be with you and talk business. Absolutely. Uh, now, Seth is the president and COO at Digital Di- Diagnostics, a pioneering AI diagnostics company on a mission to transform the accessibility affordability, equity, and quality of healthcare. I actually love the tagline, AI the right way. And we'll get more into what Seth and the digital diagnostics team are working on right now. But before we do that, Seth, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Yeah, happy to. Um, I actually grew up in the Midwest, grew up in Indiana, and went to a small school in Greencastle, Indiana, DePaul University. Oh, yeah, of uh, course. Went to, uh, to play football, basketball, ultimately played neither. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found myself at this school that was um, uh, quite expensive. And I was no longer there for the reason that I had planned. So um, that equation ended up in me uh, selling curry vacuums door to door in the summers, and then also uh, during school as well to start to pay down the massive student loans that I was quickly racking up. Yeah. Um, and that is a little bit relevant to my story because when I graduated, that's the experience that I had was a little bit of business development um, and certainly, uh, certainly learned a little bit of perseverance in that. So that took me to Chicago where uh, I helped start a business within a business uh, up at a community health system that ultimately merged with Northwestern Medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for about 10 years and uh, running that operation uh, grew to be a pretty successful and significant uh, size and uh, wanted to move to the publicly traded world. So moved over to LabCorp Diagnostics that has, of course, uh, been in the news a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and ran the Midwest PL for LabCorp uh, for several years and then wanted to ultimately get back to building. So that's what I uh, started advising for digital diagnostics near the end of my tenure there and ultimately moved over uh, about two years ago to, uh, to help run and build digital diagnostics. So tell me more about the, I mean, the diagnostic space in general, medical diagnostics has just expanded uh, and exploded recently. And so I'm excited to hear about what you guys are working on at Digital Diagnostics. What's, what's the latest? Well, so uh, we ultimately see, and, and as you alluded to, we've seen it a lot the last year or two, uh, a scaling issue with physician cognition. And so um, if, if you agree with that premise, then uh, our sort of innovation there or big contribution is uh, AI making the medical decision for the clinician, um, which is, if you think about it, a pretty high bar to pass, especially since we started um, from a safety perspective with FDA. So, um, so first product uh, to do that is called IDXDR. It's uh, ultimately a, a system 
that takes images from a patient's retina. Once we have those images, uh, it's just a, it's a non-invasive camera to be clear. Mm -hmm. um, once we have those images, the AI runs and does its thing. And then uh, right there at the point of care, you can enable a diagnostic result uh, that the AI is actually providing. So um, we, that is of course our, our first product. Uh, our wedge product, if you will. What kind uh, of, I mean, what kind of diagnostics does that provide? I mean, just curious when you do a retina scan, is that primarily for like glaucoma? And I don't know. I just. Yeah. Uh, so, so sorry, I should have been uh, more clear. The IDXDR, the DR piece of that stands for diabetic retinopathy. Okay. So what we're doing is taking a prescription uh, from a, a prescription medical device getting those images, and then the test that's actually being delivered is a positive negative for diabetic retinopathy. Uh, okay. Wow. That's great. I love the potential there. Uh, I, can, um, I don't know how you tell a doctor that, uh, you know, your, your results might be better than what they'll come up with, but I'll, I'll let you battle that out <laughs> with the physicians. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you, you bring that up, um, and it's worth probably commenting on the... Yeah. The, the physician community has been um, extremely supportive by and large awesome. of what we're doing. And uh, if you think about it, what we're doing is we're just trying to automate a more routine aspect of what clinicians are doing, right? We're trying to, to move uh, some of that care to more frontline care instead of Absolutely. necessarily sitting in specialty care. And once we are able to uh, identify more on the front end, those patients that actually need to be treated so that they don't go blind, then we're, we're able to have a better triage system of those patients that um, need to see a specialist and ultimately the specialists then are getting a top of license referral that they can actually. I completely see it as well as just capturing all the details that might just get missed or overlooked, who knows? I mean, I can only imagine how many, uh, how many slight errors they must have, must have had over the years that this type of system can support and Im improve. So that's only a, a good thing. So tell me more about what you guys are doing in the broader context of this move in the diagnostic space. It seems to me that we're looking at kind of machine learning tools that can really support the medical community to maybe shift their time to areas that perhaps got, get neglected and, and then make sure that some of this kind of key blocking and tackling gets done correct, correctly. Are there other areas that you see some exciting activity in? Yes. Uh, as I alluded to, this is really, we feel like, um, and it, it is a little bit cliche to say these days, but the beginning of us building a platform and what mm -hmm. we would, uh, what we would envision this doing is instead of just being a point solution for one narrow or specific test, we're actually building out a suite of these tests, uh, for multiple disease states. And so the hope then would be, how do we take this platform put it into uh, frontline care, whether it's in primary care offices, whether it's uh, in retail, wherever patients are now thinking about getting their care, we wanna get them these tools that helps automate that frontline uh, and the, some of the more routine aspects of the diagnostics that are then triaging those patients over. And if we put these tools in these providers and in their staff's hands, we would see one, a stickiness factor that sort of crops up where they're providing more value to patients in that setting. And two, we actually then are more effectively sending patients to specialists instead of just sending everybody. Uh, and then again, like I said earlier, that allows those, those physicians to practice top of license, which is compelling to them. And it's frankly what they went to school to do. Yeah. 
Now, I'd be curious to get a sense of over the last couple of years with the pandemic, you know, I, uh, I know just as a, as a layman here, I perhaps avoided some medical diagnostics I probably should have done <laughs> during, the, during that time. Um, but I imagine that's really kind of starting to come back in a big way. And I'm just kind of curious to see what your journey has been like over the last uh, 18 months. Yeah, a couple of things I could say to that. Um, first, I think we saw pretty immediately that our technology was um, uh, pretty well received once COVID hit. Yeah. And if you think about the tremendous burden that we put on to all those caregivers, especially in the early months, uh, not surprising to your point that we had backlogs stack up pretty quickly of patients that weren't going and getting some of the needed testing. And so if you think about that and you think about really uh, those folks trying to appropriately prioritize their staff towards patients that really needed their attention, our AI became something that they could, anywhere that you had an, uh, an outlet, they could plug in and then those patients could, uh, could go through and you could work down that backlog while enabling those other resources to work on stuff that was at the time uh, more valuable or more pressing, right? So I think yeah. that's the first I mean, especially right with all of the shortages that every hospital was having across the country, around the world, really, your types of uh, tools and systems really would have supported those efforts for sure. We had, we had a couple that had backlogs of several hundred patients. And wow. as soon as they put our technology in within a couple months, the backlog was completely gone. Um, wow. And so that, that is just, uh, I suppose, one example. The other thing that might be worth mentioning is um, in a time of uncertainty and a time of, you know, what, what, what can we do with patients in uh, a waiting room, for example, our technology obviated uh, many of those uh, needs to go to that second visit, right? So instead of going primary care and then after primary care, going and sitting in another waiting room and seeing a whole nother set of staff, we were stopping that sort of at the very first um, uh, visit. And those patients that were negative and didn't need to go on, uh, didn't need to interact with all those other folks. So I think that was another thing that came out of it is just, um, it, it was more easy to see that uh, obviating the need for that second visit was, first of all, made sense, right? right. And, and was, a, was a huge convenience to the patient, but also allowed for um, staff to really focus on uh, the pressing need at the time, which was, uh, which was a huge win for them and for us. Yeah, I can see that. And um, I also imagine there probably were, were folks like me that perhaps avoided things. And then now there's probably been a bit of a surge <laughs> this year, this, this fall. Uh, what are you guys seeing now and going forward? Is, it, is there just a, a lot more demand or um, how are things shaping up? Yeah, the short answer is we are starting to see a thaw. We're starting to see folks turn to okay, how do we think about the future and how do we avoid this kind of thing happening again? And, you know, that, that really applies to uh, the supply chain issues, the staffing shortages, it goes on and on. But if, if you think about what has happened culturally with telemedicine the last couple of years, and if you could for a second think of us as telemedicine plus, if you will, right? right. Because um, we are uh, providing something instantaneously that has been rigorously validated by the FDA. Um, and so I think as, as people turn and, and think about the future, they're thinking more and more, what tools do we need to invest in so that we can be more prepared? 
And for a company like us, it's what disease states are most interesting, where's the biggest gap, where's the biggest need, and that's sort of helping to inform our future. Well, I mean, I can only see this being something that's going to have more and more growth. And I can only imagine that every uh, diabetic patient that ran the risk of blindness is is thankful to have this, uh, especially at a time where the medical industry has been really stretched um, because of COVID. Um, Seth, thank you so much for taking us through what digital diagnostics is up to. If someone wanted to learn more about what you guys are doing, where should they find you? Website is definitely the best, uh, digitaldiagnostics.com. I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn in particular, so I would encourage folks to to reach out, just just my uh, full name, Seth Rainford, and uh, would love to interact on a variety of topics in the space. Great. Well, Seth, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. Uh, Uncaged is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. We've been speaking with Seth Rainford, who is the president and COO at Digital Diagnostics. Uh, They are working on really some pioneering AI diagnostics solutions uh, that really are, are, are transforming Uh, the way that we can approach medicine, adding more accessibility, affordability, equity, and quality to our healthcare system. And and we've all lived through a moment in our lives where we've thought a lot more about medicine than I think we ever thought we would. Uh, But certainly, we've uh, coming out of this see that tools like what digital diagnostics are providing is, is absolutely critical. So thank you so much for sharing this, Seth, today, and I look forward to having you back. Thanks so much. Cheers.